And welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. This is the DYM podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Dutch, joined here by my very amazing co-host, wow. Andrew Fiore, the, the the cool breeze. <laughs> I think a few people call him that. A few uh, random people call him that. The cool breeze. How yeah. are you? I'm good, buddy. I like the names this week. The Dutch face killer. Oh yeah, I was trying. We always decide who's gonna like open up the show, and I feel like more times than not, we're singing the theme song yeah, as totally. we're opening it up. And I, I this week, I was like, let me try not to do that because we do it so much. <laughs> but it's really hard not to sing along with it. But I, you know, we we talk about it way too much at the beginning of the show. So I'm like, all right, let me uh not sing us in on the thing because also nobody wants to hear my voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we both also went with musical nicknames this week. We did. We absolutely did. You, you went the pretender. Well, are you the great pretender or are you uh, the pretenders? Chrissy Hine pretenders? It is just purely in reference to the Foo Fighters song, which I oh. saw June 20th, the first concert back at full capacity at Madison Square Garden. It was Father's Day. It was June 20th. It was actually a year to the day of my pop's passing. So I said uh, I was talking to my friend and a funny comedian, L Orlando, who I did a show with in my hometown the night before. I had two of our friends come uh, as audience members. They were just, you know, my buddies from, uh, uh, you know, New Jersey area. And after the show, they were like, hey, man, we, we got to get out of here. We'd love to hang, but we're going to Foo Fighters tomorrow. First concert back. So we want to rest up and be in top form. I went, oh, I'm so fucking jealous. First concert. back. I mean, it's a horse historic thing, Shawnee. You Absolutely. Know, first concert yeah. back after COVID. And I, I started having a few drinks and it started getting in my head. And I go, I got to go to that fucking show. Sure. <laughs> you know, with all the emotion of the day involved. So my friend Elle was standing next to me. I go, man, I think I'm going to go to Foo Fighters tomorrow. She was like, I'd be up for that. And when about 10 minutes, I bought fucking stub up tickets. Spent way too much money. But God, did you get scalped? You easiest tell money us. I ever spent. Easiest money yeah. I ever spent in my entire life. And we had great seats and we fucking rocked out. And I was telling her she has never been to the garden before for anything. And I love bringing people to things for their first time, especially music and especially like the garden. That's my home, you know. So I was super excited for her. And I just knew I go, if there's one guy and one band who will blow the doors off this place in the return to rock and roll at Madison Square Garden, I'm 100 percent confident it's going to be Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters. And it was just unreal. I mean. Buddy, it I was riding high. I'm still in a great mood from it. I can only imagine the like even besides the fact of how great like I'm not a diehard Foo Fighters guy at all, but I I like them. I yeah. always have them. They're like it's kind of the way I am too. You know, it's you, you can't if you're not if you're if you're kind of around our age, you can't not like them because just even if it's just the the relation to Nirvana with Dave Grohl right. and like whatever, but like and also they're how solid and amazing of like a a band they are. Um, but um. I can only imagine extra 
how uh, uh, extra how amazing the energy was because it was like Woo. first concert back Not a after everybody's sight. locked down oh. for a year with the freaking pandemic <laughs> uh, so it must have the like the walls literally must have been shaking shaken and uh, you know that this is my thing too I'm, I'm such a giant live music guy and i love stuff like that and man they came out and they opened with uh times like these you know and it's just you know it's times like these you learn to live again. And like the first line, it was just like the fucking place erupted. <laughs> You're just like, right, God right. Damn, it's like the, it's almost like they, it's almost like the, the band was made to come <laughs> yeah. out after a pandemic. Like right. all of their songs, like speak to some level <laughs> yeah, of like dude. opening things up again and <laughs> rebirth and reborn. And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Father's day, literally a year after it goes, they're playing my hero. It's because there goes my hero. I fucking lost it. And he had a waterworks that you, you had your first, first hardcore dead dad moment yeah yeah that was a real tough one but That's i tough. mean it it is about what you're saying about the foo fighters yeah i'm not like hardcore i've i've seen them one other time and that was in like 2008 at austin city limits and they're great there's it, it's hard not to enjoy them because they're so high energy and they're just good mm -hmm. straight up rock and roll but you do think about it when you're in the concert you're going oh yeah this song's great Oh, yeah, this song's great. They, like, they have so many hits you forget yeah, about. Yeah, they're solid, man. And they yeah. do three straight hours from like 8 p.m., like from like 8.15 to about 11.15. They just nonstop. And so thank you for that, Foo Fighters. Dave Grawl was great. It was a really fun, awesome way. <laughs> you said that like the Foo Fighters listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it out I know, there. it's great. No, it's not, it's great. But <laughs> that was said like, hey, Crazy Dave, I'll, day. Dave, uh, Grohl, Grohly, I'll <laughs> yeah. talk to you later. I'll text you later, uh, I'll text you later, pal. Uh, no, no, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and that's fantastic. I'm glad you got to experience it. I got to be honest, just your reaction. You, it feels very cathartic. It's very cathartic. That was the word I said to my mom. Yeah. Because I, I was at her house. Uh, I did the show in my hometown. I kind of planned it that way because I knew it was going to be a year since my pops passed. I know we don't have to dwell on that. I don't want to bring people down. No, but you can talk about it. Go ahead, I, man. I, it was nice to, you know, I was hanging out with my mom. We went out to breakfast that morning, even though I was, <laughs> I was hungover as shit. And I'm just going, uh, I, I just knowing that I had that concert coming up later was giving me this like energy and this like little kid giddiness, you know, that excitement. Sure. You're like, sure. Hey, we're doing it. We're actually doing it because with comedy, it was different because we kind of, well, it's also aside from three months from like March to June of 2020, that was the only time I really stopped. After that, it was like outdoor shows popped up and you had all these, uh, you know, like uh, rooftop venues and things like that. So as much as I miss that being a daily part of my life, that came back pretty frequently. But yeah, if you, want, if you wanted it to come back, it came back, especially last summer. Right. Like like last summer, there was there were shows, there was outdoor shows you could do. Yeah, but concerts and live music that was unfortunately, and you know, talking to people in the know, like my you know, Doctor Mike, Mike, he goes, buddy, that's going to be the last thing to come back because that's literally people inside closed spaces shouting and screaming and dancing around and getting close to one another. He goes, that's going to be one of the very last things when all is said and done. So right. to finally be at that point, man, I told my mom the next day, I go cathartic is the exact same word I used. I go, it felt like I just shed 20 pounds. Unfortunately, right. I actually haven't, but uh, I'm not the Dutch over there, but <laughs> it was, no, but, but, I, I it was you're yeah. sweating your balls off. You're moving around. You're, you're excited. It's Shout like, it's like, well, like you're on 15 cups of coffee, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just 
I'm talking to all the people at the garden who worked. I'm going, it's great to be back. I love you, Patty. I love you, Jeff. <laughs> you know, they're all they were, everybody's so great, man. It was just really, really fun. And uh, yeah, I'm still brimming with with happiness from it. It changed, you it, had, it changed my mood so much. You had your big uh, hometown show. So uh, that was that's like two events back to back. Very different vibes. But how was that? That's fun. You've done it before. You know, it's a uh, mm -hmm. shout out to the Dojo of Comedy, Tiff's Comedy Club out in Mars Plains, New Jersey. Mike Romanelli is a great guy, uh, loves comedy, loves comedians, takes care of everybody. So uh, we had a fun show, had Bonnie McFarlane and uh, stupid. This is the greatest thing that I might have ever seen one of in comedy. Uh, we're doing the first show out on the patio of the season. You know, Tiff's has got an indoor showroom, but they like to do things outside on the patio it's kind of a nice setup for uh you know pandemic comedy if you will so he's like ah, i'm gonna keep it going through the summer I go, great um so we do the show have a you know a couple of the new york city our buddy jason solomon's on it and uh, i asked bonnie i said bonnie you're you know she lives like half hour away in jersey with rich voss i said if you're free come down uh we'll do the spot and we have a uh, you know great time and rich Voss, Bonnie's husband, comes with her. He had something get canceled. So uh, he goes, yeah, man, I, you know, I don't want to do a guest spot or anything. I go, Rich, shut up and just do the guest spot. You don't have to. Yeah, cool. right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. So Rich goes up earlier in the show. Now, this is an outside venue and the, there's a church across the street. And I swear to God, about five minutes into Rich's set, like the church bells happen. And Rich, you know, Rich is very good in the moment. Great crowd work comic. But he starts talking about how kind of shitty the venue is and like shitty being outside still doing this. And I swear to God, from the church, Taps starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> good. I swear to God. Good. Good. He goes, Andy, he goes, hey, I'm standing on the sidewalk. He goes, Andy, do you fucking hear this? I go, yeah, it's your career calling. <laughs> God, I hope he quits. It was so fucking poetic justice. It was so funny. Just out of nowhere, it's it made my that was the first thing I opened. I go, Taps playing during stupid Rich of Ascent has made this night worth it to me. Was there a <laughs> funeral during that? That's what the weird thing was. This is like nine thirty at night. Yeah, maybe. So, might, yeah, it could have been a wake. Oh, end of a wake. No, wakes aren't at churches. That's yeah, weird. Is, is some uh, sister Mary Pat over there has a hilarious sense of humor. I think and hit the taps button. What would? <laughs> yeah, she's she fell asleep on the organ and hit the <laughs> the automatic taps button at a or church. On a Father church. McKinley was hearing rich shit on the church. He goes, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." Uh, how about this? Yeah, <laughs> shithead. How about this, you fucking hack? Um, what about uh, what is the worst song that that's a bad? That's a really bad. That might be in the top that, three. Is it the death knell? It's literally a song about dying. Yeah, it's, I think that's number one. The only thing could be like knocking on heaven's door, but that wouldn't have as much of an impact. Or like something like about yeah, you're right. Taps might be the exact. <laughs> Worst song that could play Out of nowhere. I during mean, a comedy set. So that, did everybody hear it and start yeah, losing oh, their yeah. minds? Unavoidable. Yeah. Unavoidable. It was the it that murdered harder than anything else that night. The <laughs> of act, like, no, nobody's jokes killed as hard as the sound of taps. The music taps coming on during Rich Moss. And that's the thing, man. And that gets into a deeper thing because it's so funny that happened. And I'm good. I'm so glad it happened to Voss. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm 
taking the piss out of him. Okay, yeah, I love him. He's, he's all he's the best. He's awesome. He's a good great guy. A great guy. But the thing about it is that you know it's so funny, and it actually makes sense. We're talking about getting back into things because it, it kind of speaks to how you can't recreate what a live comedy show is. So people can tape it. People can put things over Zoom. Right, people right. can do, they even do like these like broadcasting uh, live comedy shows things. But if you're watching something on tape or like recorded earlier or whatever it is, you can't really replicate the energy of what you're experiencing in a live comedy room. Almost like to, 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 to completely mentioned like you just saying that like like that how Foo Fighters show that show was like like yeah, you, yeah. yeah it's on a much grander scale it's it's the freaking garden but what I'm saying is when something like that happens at a comedy show uh you you can't explain it to anybody else really you can you, know, <laughs> you just did and it's funny but I mean like oh god to be there there's just the uh, natural funny yeah, moments yeah, that yeah. happen live in the room that that it's there's this weird shared consciousness of this audience and they all have a, like a hive mind and they're all in tune with this one comedy show uh, if so you go happy. back to it later if you go back to it later it, it never works the same way yeah it was a beautiful beautiful poetic justice moment and we love rich but just such such a funny person to have that happen to <laughs> you know oh yeah also because he'll like deal with it so freaking yeah, well he killed you know? he killed with it you know, he, yeah. he took it and ran with it. But even my mom was like, that was really funny when that happened. Was that planned? I go, not <laughs> at all. No idea. <laughs> That's the other thing that happens. People always think that all those moments are planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the amount of times I've had like really good crowd work moments and people are like, did you bring that guy with you? It was I'm that like, a plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my cousin, Frank. I bring him to all my shows. <laughs> And uh, I, I, he's on the payroll. I, I, I'm making no money. I make, I'm paying him like 50 grand a year just to come and say one little thing <laughs> during a joke or to me as an answer. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's awesome that, that uh, the show went well and the, the, the concert really, yeah, back fun to weekend, back. man. But, yeah. What I do think, you got? Sorry, I, I've been yeah. hogging the mic here. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, interested. I'm asking questions. I, uh, I know. I, I feel like things are, things are like getting back to normal, and then yeah. you. You read in the news. Oh, this is the one thing I wanted to say when you were mentioning. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to tack on to the Foo Fighters thing, and I mentioned how uh, you know they're so you know intertwined with Nirvana because of Dave Grohl. I was reading an article about how. Uh, well, I say reading an article. I should say I read the headline about how <laughs> um, apparently Nirvana, the only thing that they thought never mind the album would get them is able to buy their own apartment. Like they were thinking. I guess when they were younger and they put it out uh -huh. and they might have had some heat behind them, they were like, maybe we'll just get to buy our own right. places, like yeah. whatever it is. Can you imagine the just the over just <laughs> fulfillment of expectations? Oh like God. just it was how much they just must have like, you know, after a while they knew they were like, you know, they were solidified as like, you know, in this this rock history uh uh you know, Hall of Fame kind of thing. Yeah. But as far as like the, even just the money aspect goes, we were just like Holy shit! I thought I'd be able to buy a place in the city or buy a place in L.A., whatever it is, and 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 then you just the millions upon millions of dollars that must have came in from that album just oh, alone, yeah, just yeah. still to this day for those guys, the other sure. two guys, and and also the estate of uh, of uh -huh. um, Kurt yeah, Cobain. Francis Bean is doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Fr Francis Bean is basically Warren Buffett at this point, like just <laughs> just just billions upon billions of dollars off one fucking album. Um, so, uh, so I thought that would be, I meant to mention it before when you mentioned the Foo Fighters, but I, yeah, I had a normal, it's weird, man. I, 
I've you know, we we talk also talk about how COVID made us like um uh, regroup and re and and uh, and 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 uh, you know self actualize whatever you want reassess. to call it reassess. And I have told myself like I'm not going to obsess over comedy work stuff, and I'm going to take yeah, days off. And I'm going to do this stuff. So we went to uh, Fire Island. Uh, uh, me and Megan uh, insert gay joke here. Um, <laughs> that's because every single person that I told I went that was from my hometown was like they just well, of yeah, course yeah, you, some kind of humor. yeah exactly. So uh, we went, and it was like I. It's weird, like you. It's weird to feel like a normal freaking person, like even be so because of COVID. And also yep. from dealing with comics 99% of your time, and then you're just out on a weekend with people where you're like, oh, there's just like normal people. Like at one point, we're all just like yeah. kind of it was six of us in this house and a baby, and it was this big house on Fire Island. And the, and it was it was my, Megan's friend that invited us, and it was so, so nice. And it's like this really, you know, Fire Island's really desolate and it, but it's beautiful. And I've it's, never actually you know, been. I, it was only my first time being as an adult. Like I yeah. went as a kid for like a field trip and also for like three pride weekends in a row, but that's different. But like I am, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, another guys, life. Uh, that's another time. Were you sitting around the pool and you went, don't look now, but Jane's topless. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that you, uh, you and uh, Kramer and Elaine. Now the Hamptons. <laughs> I love these Hampton tomatoes. I love these fire Island tomatoes. <laughs> No, but I did make uh, a Seinfeld reference during the weekend, and I got it. Like I was like, "Ooh, Ooh nice. I'm kind of taking, I'm taking you know a social company, risk." Then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because at one point, uh, somebody said about how they're like, "Oh, he's very observant," and I was like, "Look, a dime." I was like, and <laughs> and, uh, and they and and they laughed at it, and I was like, "Oh, you got it, you got the reference." So um, yeah, but it was just spotting dimes. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so basically when it comes to this weekend like oh i, I felt like a normal person and it was really fun it was like it was the kind yeah. of okay so we don't usually get this because we're always our weekends are filled with doing shows so like sure. usually so um i had that kind of relaxed where you're like why am i tired during the daytime and then you're like oh no i'm not tired i'm relaxed like i'm just yeah. completely it is different yeah, yeah. Just really calm and really, really, really you hanging have out. To do it. And also, this Irish lad went to the beach like two or three times during Ooh, the weekend. And how'd you fare? I, I fared okay because I, I wore, I, I fared. I, I paled is what I did. <laughs> I paled. Um, I wore a shirt. I wore my hat. I put on, you know, sunblock and all that jazz. So I survived. Like you think your sniffer? It's so funny. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do a zinc. I didn't do a zinc. Like. Uh, <laughs> Like a lifeguard from the eighties, yeah, yeah. but I, but I, uh, I, it was funny because we're going back and forth, and Megan, uh, my girlfriend, who is like, she's part Alaskan native, right? Come so on. like, yeah, she is. So she's Irish. She's Alaskan native. She's like French. Inuit? A bunch of stuff. What? She's she's Inuit. She, I, Inuit. I think they call it Inuit. I don't know. Anyway, so at one point we're going back, and she's like, <laughs> she mentioned it a couple times on the trip. She goes. I just hope I didn't burn too much. And I'm looking at her and she's like, fine. Like she's fine. And right. I'm going, 
I think we have very different definitions of what burning <laughs> is. I'm yeah. like, do you realize who you're talking to? Like, do you realize what my childhood was like? Do you realize <laughs> I'm like sun poisoning? I got sick. I had to use solar cane and aloe and shit after right. I would go. I like talking to like, 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 like a 10 year old lobster, just a 10 year old Irish boy lobster. <laughs> and then she's sitting there with like a little bit of red on her face and her back. And she's like, oh, I might have burned too much. I'm like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, you don't even know what burning is. Like, it was almost like 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 somebody complaining to like a world war ii vet or something like somebody trying to be like say like be uh, like uh grumpy around and like do you realize how bad i had it like yeah. it's almost like, like, the like Regan, the new Regan joke, suffering yeah yeah <laughs> i'm right there with you i'm right there with you so fun weekend, but because I was away in na beautiful nature, there was there was domesticated deers that would just kind of stare oh, yeah. at you and hang out right they near don't you. Give a shit anymore. The deers don't. Well, deers on Fire Island, they don't care. They don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, they almost come up to you. They're like, "What?" Yeah, they just what, they're kind of the like they're like, "How are you? What's going they're on?" Punk you? you down. They're like, "Back off, bitch." <laughs> My so. Island. Uh, and then, uh, uh, so besides that, it's such a common weekend, but there was no real movie watching going on. And that's all right. You got to take a break. Everyone, you got to take a break from comedy. Cause right when you start comedy as a young lad, it's drilled into you. It's like, you got to go out every night. You got to do this. You got to network every single night. Even if you're not doing spots, you got to be out. You got to be out. You got to be out. You can't say no to anything. So you finally get somewhere in life and you still have that mindset. So you yes. got to go, hey, it's OK if I don't do stand up for three days. You know what I mean? And yes. I go and enjoy myself and relax. Yeah, it does wonders for the body, for the soul. And it's you eat, pray, love, you know, uh, absolutely. And what ends up happening, um, it's hard to shake that feeling like it's hard to get to that point, especially when you're in New York. Yeah, and especially yeah. when you have uh, Irish Catholic brain who you like to feel guilty totally. for not just wrecked with guilt. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So I've in the past, I don't get me wrong. I go in like waves where I'm like, ah, I'll take this. I'll take this off. I'll take that off. I'll yeah. try this. But then once I double down on things and I double down, I just shouldn't say that once I'm putting in, once you're putting in for spots, you're like, I can't lose this. I can't lose mm -hmm. my momentum yeah. of doing comedy, comedy, comedy. But then you realize then what ends up happening, especially in the thick of it, like you said, like early on, you realize you're not experiencing enough life stuff to be able to talk about anything on stage. <laughs> right. That's why how many people have jokes about like, I was doing a show once and this happened. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, nobody's relating to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you took some time off and actually didn't watch anything for a week. It was also a busy week for me. I didn't watch too many things. I rewatched something and I got a fun little question for you. This one's going to be obviously, um, Seinfeld heavier than we normally are because I sent the gang a little article about, yeah. uh, you know, our I guess if there was I guess if Shawnee and I had any sort of religion, it would be Seinfeld. Absolutely. So, uh, apparently, our Lord and Father and Savior, Jerry Seinfeld, is getting <laughs> into the movie business more so than he ever has. Because he, he was really in the only, animated B movie. And yep. like, that's it. I would and say he, he had on record of being like, yeah, if I don't really, you know. He had the smartest, smartest exit out of any of the because he knew he wasn't like this, uh, you know, actor. He's not a leading like man in the movie. No. He could barely act in his own show. You know, exactly. Exactly. You know, the only reason he was playing himself was the way he was that he could get away with, you know, breaking and, you know, being a shitty kind of sitcom actor. And it, and it added to it because it was but like, yeah, him. It gave it, yeah. its, you know, joie de vivre. George, is this funny? George, am I being funny right now? <laughs> 
Um, so I said that. So I guess he is making a movie about one of his most famous bits. The uh, it's called Unfrosted. It's going to be I don't know if you got to the article, but it's going to be about his. Um, what do you call the things? Uh, the uh, God damn it. Uh, the pop tarts. Pop tarts. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, his pop tarts bit, you know. Yeah. Which is very interesting. I'm not sure how they're going to make a feature film out of that. It's not a documentary from what I read, but it's just exciting to get your boy to see what new stuff he's got, because aside from his stand up and, you know, comedians and cars, that's not like really new content. I mean, that's just kind of hanging and uh, some new some new special and material. But I want to see his new creative side. I want to see, like, what he's yeah. got now, you know? Well, based off, you know, and I think we can, it's Jerry Seinfeld, so it's, I don't like shitting on comics. Um, but well, I think special it, was underwhelming. We could say, it was, it, you know, yeah, we can say it. That's, what, that's what I was going to say. It's underwhelming. Like, and I, I, uh, I'm for, wondering, especially for as big of fans as we are. Absolutely. And I think you lose, you know, if you become a billionaire, do you lose perspective? And I think, yeah, probably. You, I, I think you just can't avoid it. I don't blame anybody it's for the same it. Same thing where you're just talking about. You're like, you need life experience. Yeah, you need life experience. Yeah, if you're being, you know, uh, attended to hand and foot, which, which, I, you know, I, th- I don't even think. I think you could um, make an effort to not have that be your life. And if you're a billionaire, that's still going to be your life. I just thought of something. What's that? How funny is it in the pilot? Pilot on Seinfeld. Jerry gets assigned to Butler. And he's like, because he's my Butler. But now in real life, Jerry probably has. <laughs> The yeah. same goes because he's my butler, he, but it's actually a real thing. <laughs> he said it in real now life. Now has a real butler. Because because he's, he's my butler. thirty-five butler. That's why. Because yeah. it's my personal Porsche Parker. That's why. Like that's <laughs> like you, you know, know you can do that when you name a kid Jeeves. You really <laughs> set his life path. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, um, interesting. See what comes up. See what comes out of it. Also, he's directing it. Correct. Yes, directing and, and starring. And I'm excited to see what that's like because I think, what did he direct maybe? I don't even think he directed Comedian. That was another guy. Uh, he know, didn't direct B-Movie. He wrote it. He wrote it, but, but directing-wise, I'm sure he directed maybe some episodes of Comedians and Cars, but I don't know, man. I think, uh, but just like I said, you know, people can surprise you because I think I talked about this last week with with Krasinski. I think that Krasinski will never get his due as a director because he's Jim from The Office. Uh, And I think Seinfeld, this thing could come out like freaking Citizen Kane and he still won't get his due because Seinfeld. But I think, I I know we talked, I don't know if I mentioned this fact. I might have had this thought and I didn't get to it. But I think it's true. I think that The Two Quiet Places are phenomenally directed movies. And I brought it up in conversation I brought it up in conversation to people recently, and they immediately put a they side eye you because it's fucking Jim from the office. And then the perception yeah, but, is, well, how could he be a good director if he's Jim from the office? Well, it's like, get come on. I mean, what do you mean, come on? No, well, I, no I, I'm saying that in like the royal sense. I'm like, oh. so these people, like, yeah, all right. Uh, George Clooney was in fucking, uh, you know, uh, he was ER. A- which was basically a soap opera. And now he's one of the greatest actors of our gender. You know, like he was also in facts of life. Facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> he How played he... George in facts of life. Totally. I mean, Michael McKeon was fucking squiggy or he wasn't squiggy. He was the other one. But I mean, he's now one regarded as like a brilliant, it's dramatic amazing. actor. Exactly. He was on Le- fucking Laverne and Shirley. So well, it's, it's also like, people it's were giving knock people and just Lenny. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Buster. 
people well, you were, were also quick. big Laverne and Shirley fan. Wow, he was Buster on that Bob. in fucking points two seconds. It's like Buster to fill you in, Buster on the, the chat. Buster Palm just wrote Lenny quicker than we could talk about the top. Like that, that was so fast. Who knew that Buster Palm was such a Laverne and Shirley fan? Holy <laughs> cow! Slamil, Slavazel, <laughs> Buster Palm Incorporated. Pa 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 pa. Dude, we're we gonna film one day the three of us skipping down the street arm in arm. <laughs> we're gonna record it. <laughs> he has an L. Buster has an L on his sweater, but it's for laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make this happen. The cool breeze, Dutch, and Buster Palm. <laughs> Can we just do? Schlemiel, I never what, knew what they said. I've always just sounded those words out. Are you that sh, that's basically what it is. Buster's going to write it the exact verbatim. Yeah, right, yeah. he's, he's going he's gonna to go, how do you not know this? <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny. Can we do a recreation of that? But that's oh, only absolutely. two. We'll get some, it's two we'll get people, though. Shit. We can make it three. We can do three. Yeah, we can make get it three. Tire. And then because... I just sent, I saw a TikTok of somebody recreating the murder she wrote opening. Some guy who looks like me, like full on recreating the murder she wrote opening. Oh, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. We're going to do it. I guess it took, you know, very German Polish part of Milwaukee, right? Yeah, I think, well, I think, yeah, the German. I'm asking the the authority over here. I think the German Polish part of Milwaukee is called Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure. Mealy Wake. What movie? <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't it. know. We, we had the, what'd you say? When they have Alice Cooper, they're backstage. <laughs> it's such a funny gag when the band members know everything there is. Actually, it started from Mealy Wake. So, yeah, the reverse show, they work in Schlitz Brewery, right? Or they work in a brewery. I don't know. Yeah, not, I don't think it is it Schlitz because Schlitz is an actual thing. Well, they were in a brewery who, at the beginning. I can't remember which one. <laughs> And then they w- they wave goodbye to the glove on the oh, bottle. That was always my favorite thing as a kid, the glove on the beer bottle going down the assembly line. Buster, did you watch a lot of Laverne and Shirley? Uh, yeah, sorry. I uh, watched Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley on reruns a lot in the afternoon. Oh, Shots Brewery. Oh, Shots, yeah. Fictional from Schlitz. Because it was a it was a spinoff of Happy Days, correct? Spinoff of Happy Days, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, but I think they were contemporary, and Happy Days was in the fifties or something weird. Oh, well, they were both right. Gary Marshall, right? And yeah, Gary Marshall created it, and then obviously put his daughter in it, um, Penny Marshall, and then you know Cindy Williams. But I don't remember if it was side by side with Happy Days. I thought it was a spinoff. Yeah, you- like in the in the Laverne Laverne at least was on Happy Days, and then. The spinoff of Laverne and Shirley, it's like in the same universe, but contemporary instead of in the past. Mm-hmm. Wait, how, how is that? Oh, because it's supposed to be her like 20 years later. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Wait, did anybody ever bring this up before? I mean, they must have. How was Laverne on Happy Days and also on Laverne and Shirley? And she's supposed to be the same age. Have, do we have a new internet run side by side? It's like this is her life because uh, I don't really remember what she did in Happy Days. What was her she role? Just did the like, side what, character, like she went out she with a waitress at Alice Diner, maybe for a couple of episodes. Like she just kind of would show up and then 
be not be there for in the rest. Yeah, of the I think week. it was. It's, it's like a spinoff where it's like now it just continues in the timeline of her life. It's like how now we just see what Frazier is from Cheers. You know, we just see a slice of their life. The spinoff. Yeah, but no, oh, no, 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 no. I'll Are tell you, you trying why, to be- make it work. Uh, no, I'm telling you why that's linearly. not the same. That's yeah. It ha- how is it not linear? Here's the thing: you just said Frasier to Cheers, but Frasier started after Cheers. It's supposed to be Frasier Crane moving to Seattle after Cheers ends, like after he leaves BB Newworth. Uh, uh, what's her name? Lilith. Yeah. Lilith. He get they get divorced and he goes back home to his dad and his brother. That's right after. That's not all right. Uh, no, I got a little. I did Some a weird time bubble. And I was wrong. And it does still take place in the late 50s. And then oh, in season oh. six, it becomes the late, the mid 60s. Yes, I'm reading the exact same California. thing. Oh, uh, okay. In that the makes 60s and onwards, sense. the series settings changed to mid 60s Burbank, California. Okay. I thought we. <laughs> so you could do whatever you wanted back then. Nobody gave a shit. Like nobody cared. Nobody was going online and writing. It, no. it, it was just like, yeah, we're changing. What are you going to do about it? You still have to watch. That was like uh, Saved by the Bell. The first couple of seasons or the first season was in like Indianapolis. And then out of nowhere, um, the school and a majority of the students were just in California, in Los Angeles. Right, right, it was like right. out of nowhere. They just went from being in Indianapolis, wherever they were from. And it was they had a, a guy named Mikey, who then eventually, I guess, A.C. Slater was supposed to replace him. And they had this other girl who was in a bunch of stuff. I forget her mm-hmm. name. I remember. And then, but, but Lisa was in there. And Miss Bliss, Miss Bliss, it was Miss, and it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But think, I really oh, thought yeah. we found a, like a a paradox when it came to <laughs> those those shows. I really thought that was a thing. Um, I don't even remember where we. Uh, I know. Our jumping off point for that was Good Morning, Miss Bliss. There it is. Yeah, you really. Yeah, the only three, on there. Speech, Lisa Turtle and Zach Morris were the only three who crossed over. Yeah, and out of nowhere, they all went to L.A. Yeah, um, they also. I always I used to watch about? a lot of Saved by the Bell, and I always wondered, of uh, what at one point, how big was that school? Because at one point in later seasons, they mention the bus from the parking lot of the school to the school. There was like a like an like a like a like a, like a transport oh, really? bus. Oh, yeah, like they got to get to a different gate. Yeah, at the yeah, airport. Like, yeah, like if you're going, like you're at the Philadelphia airport, you got to go from one gate to another. Yeah, exactly. I've got history in Terminal C in ten <laughs> minutes. I'm never gonna make it. Yeah, to revamp the school was a three billion dollar project. Like, Shawnee, you're, you're an East Coast kid like myself. Weren't you always jealous of the outside lockers? Oh, absolutely. Wait, the uh, outside. Lo- what do you mean the outside? Like lockers? they were outdoors. Their lockers were outdoors. Like no, they any, were not. Not in, not necessarily in Say by the Bell, but like in any California. Oh, school, like high yeah, they school. did it. Beverly Hills 90210 had that outdoor yeah, lockers, like, and yeah, so did Karate Kid, and so did Summer School the movie. Yeah. Yes, I was very times. jealous Absolutely. of that. I was jealous of all the outdoor activities that would happen in any West Coast school. Yeah. Lunch cafeterias. I'd just be like, man, they get. You know how much happier a, a student and teenager I would have been. If yeah. I could just gone outside for lunch every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I should. My, I'm like, I, I get mad at your parents. Why didn't they? Why didn't you move me to California? I would have had more yeah. vitamin D. Why am I taking right. supplements? I could be right. living the high life. Hell. I could be living the high life in California's beautiful San Fernando Valley. <laughs> what movie is that? I don't know. Come on, that's a great. He goes, hey, big eight. He goes, if you if you if you had. Uh, what he goes, he goes, brain one in that giant noggin of yours, or whatever it is. 
You'd be living the high life in California's beautiful San Fernando Valley. Boy, I just don't know. Ghostbusters too. Ah, that's what Bill right. Murray says to uh, to Vigo when he has the baby. Yeah, ah, ha, ha, Viggy. That's a great movie. Very underrated movie that people get ah, mad at me about. Sequel. We got to do that as a topic one day. Sequel. I think we did a long time ago, but we can talk hey, about I'll it again together. But one movie, I don't know if you watched anything, my friend. Well, I but... did a rewatch. Oh, let's I... hear it. Let's talk about that. And I have one little thing I want to talk about that our our friend uh, our friend George Gordon told me. Ooh, love. Uh, I don't know if you want me to tell you now, or you want to do your thing first, or. Well, since we were, yeah, Shawnee, your mic cord, you're you're holding it funny there. I think. Uh, how about now? We good? Track, there you're good. Uh, so this has more Seinfeld connection. I want to see if you can. I, I stitched this one together in a weird way. Uh, I was watching that. Now it's happening again. You gotta. Shit, I, I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna redo it. Hold on one sec. I'll be right back. All right. Well, you can hear me though. Thumbs up if you can hear me. Right. I got, how about now? I think it's just when you move it, and it's maybe your mic connection. But we'll press how about, on. How about now, you're, Buster? You're good now. Oh, you're good, good now. Okay, okay. I think it's just resetting it. Uh, you love this director, and this is one of my favorite. I do love. Seven, directed by David Fincher, 1995. We all know it. We love it. Mm-hmm. Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman. Uh, it's terrifying. Terrifying. My mom had never seen it, so we were watching it. And that's a great father. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mother, mother, son movie to watch. Well, my mom, she's weirdly intrigued by that kind of stuff. Like you know, so was, she loves Morgan Freeman too. Was there an awkward look during the the graded metal dildo scene? <laughs> I don't know Dude. if I could watch. I would have to say three Hail Marys after I watched that with my mom. I swear to God. Luckily, my mom was like, oh, my, we're, she's putting together this like uh, like luncheon thing. And she was like, I forgot to email Betty. And she like ran up into the kitchen right as that scene was like happening. It was beautiful timing, dude. And I got back down. And she's like, what did I miss? I was like, oh, nothing. They're just looking. For <laughs> they all they actually weren't dead. It ended. It. They, nobody was dead. No, Everything's no, no. cool. It was that nothing was in the box. A present was in the box. A present yeah. was in the box. It was a nice. It was a nice. It was a Mother's Day gift. He's actually getting for his mother. Yeah. So obviously, uh, we know the whole plot. The Seven Deadly Sins. John Doe is recreating them, and obviously, at the end, the uh, envy and wrath are sin are the final two sins. But apparently, the number seven sin and the last one that he actually does to a person is pride, which is mm. the model, and he gives her the choice of. Um, you know, if to live, he he cut her all up. She could call somebody to live, but she would be disfigured for the rest of her life. Or she could take her own life. She takes her own life. It's, you know, or uh, I'm sorry, that one's vanity or whatever. I forget them all. But I just thought it was, you know, he's she goes, they cut her nose to spite her face. Um, but if you remember, and this is where the Seinfeld comes in. The guy taking the prince dusting during that scene when they're looking at the model on the bed. Crazy Joe Davola. It's Peter Crombier or however, whatever his name is. It's crazy. Joe Duvall. I, I looked it up and I, so I know I'm right. No, really? I swear to God. Buster, if you can look up, just put in crazy Joe Devola seven. It'll come right up. It's just him working on the, you know, the corpse and Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are over. They're trying to figure out what's going on and they're, you know, putting the clues together. And so he's crazy. the coroner. He's the he's coroner. Like the coroner guy taking dusting for prints. It's just I go crazy Joe Devola. See us. is. <laughs> no, that is him. You're right. Crazy. Whoa. Joe. That also in that photo, he looks like the bad guy from Ace Ventura. He the looks, guy who's yeah. 
very sweaty. He looks very yeah. He looks. I guess he's like. He actually looks exactly like Crazy Joe Duvall would look like in any yeah. other setting in life. He looks crazier in this than in Seinfeld. He goes, "I encourage intruders." <laughs> would you like to see my dark room? No, okay, why not? But now here's the I'm other a crazy gay person. <laughs> I love that's one of my favorite lame. That's one of my top five. Now, um, and you put this one. Let's stitch this one together. The seventh sin. How crazy is that? That Joe Duvall is there for sin number seven, pride. Because we all know if George Costanza had a kid, he'd name it seven. Seven. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'm a lunatic for thinking like that, but it's, a beautiful minding things, but it's very circular logic. I'll tell you yeah, that much. It's, but but, but hey, I, number seven. I know it's not. It's obviously on purpose. It's obviously I, accidental, but I love the pull. I love the pull. <laughs> I thought I, you'd have fun with that creative one. thinking, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. It's 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 yeah. There, you know, it'd be it'd be better if Jason Alexander was in the movie. Oh, and then, that uh, would yeah. be a slam dunk. That'd be a connection to seven, the number seven, and the <laughs> and it's the a living the tribute. Sin. My idol, Mickey Mantle. Um, so you rewatched seven, uh, yeah. and yeah, that's that's I did not know Jet, Crazy Joe Devola was was in that's that. The first at all. time I ever noticed him as well. It's pretty. That's it's insane. very quick. It's real quick. It's like, that uh, happens a lot. He's got like a, not even a line. It's like three well, words. Well, I'll tell you. I saw something online that's pretty trippy. Uh, it was once again. I'm um, <laughs> I'm stealing from another podcast and their and their TikTok videos, which I've done before on this show. Uh, there's a show. I'll give them credit. The show called Raiders of the Lost Podcast. I think it's called or something like that. And and uh, it's a movie podcast. And they get they do videos on TikTok. And one thing I never knew, and he said that he said it was confirmed, is in the Dark Knight. One thing I've never even nobody's alluded to. I've never seen anything about it. And I, I, I can guess. You can try to guess it, but I don't think you will. With, no, like if you give me clues, I mean, I'm, I don't know. If um, I'm it's it's kind of like, it. all right. So somebody's in the background that you don't realize is in the background. Oh, uh, mm, what scene? The scene at dinner when they're at. <clears throat> when they're at Bruce Wayne's restaurant and they're and they're talking about who is the Batman and um he's, at, he's with the Russian bell ballerina yep. and she goes maybe Harvey Dent is yeah, the Batman yeah 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 Crusader yeah. yeah so it's from that scene it's something I've never I never oh, would have noticed I'm this in a million years to know uh so you want to guess it or no so it's somebody is in the uh, background uh, somebody's in the background I, 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 yeah, somebody's in the background. I'll is just, it supposed to be a uh, subtle hint towards something? Is it? Done it's on supposed purpose? to be. It's done on purpose. Apparently, Christopher Nolan has confirmed it was done on purpose. So when they're in that, they're doing like a circular shot around the table, and then you catch one glimpse of the, there's a, two different glimpses of this one person that's right in the table next to them. Who do you think it is? It what would make the most? Heath Ledger. What, it's Heath Ledger. Really? Yeah. Heath Ledger in makeup or just no, not in the no, no makeup. We see, yeah, my man is already on. There you go. There wow. it is. Wow. So there that he is. is crazy. So, but that's totally on purpose. So apparently he put him there so he would be listening. He was he was so ahead of them. He uh, knew that was going on. Oh he would listen to the conversation. Isn't that crazy? I love it. I never in a million years would have guessed that. So if you guys I, I are mean, if you, if you guys aren't following along, look. So basically, oh sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's hard to tell because of like the resolution of our screen, but it doesn't look like if you can see like because when he's in the 
uh, funeral procession and he has no makeup on, you can see the scars. Yeah. You know what I mean? That one, it just looks like a normal kind of Heath Ledger. You can't see the scars. And maybe uh, it's just because, like I said, I can't really tell. And might, they might, of course, the scars it's also might so be there. quick. Maybe he knew he didn't want anybody to pick up on the scars or whatever it was. Wait, so what do they say? What is the importance of him being there for that conversation? Talking up the importance would be they're talking about who is Batman, who is like so. Um, but he didn't know Bruce Wayne was that's his whole thing. Yes, he did like, know. No, oh, why don't you goes, take off your mask? Yeah, that was his whole well, thing. No, 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 no. I think what it would be is that. Uh, or maybe he was just like keep an eye on Harvey Dent would make that's more what sense. I think he's implying keep an eye on Harvey Dent yeah wow or, he's, or, he, or maybe he's there because he's trying to figure out who maybe he has an inkling that Bruce Wayne is is uh, Batman and that yeah. and that and he knew he was going to be there but but Bruce yeah. Wayne shows up with no reservations so the assumption would be he's right. there because of Harvey Dent uh-huh and that yeah, makes way be, more sense yeah Boy, that movie doesn't disappoint. Jeez, <laughs> so good, right? So basically, if you if you're not following along in the in the dinner scene in That's Dark Knight, big Easter egg, a, huge Easter egg in the dinner scene, Heath Ledger, quote unquote, the Joker is in the background of the conversation they're having of trying to figure out who Batman is, even though Batman yeah. Christian Bale is sitting there talking. That's uh, it's Katie Holmes, Aaron Eckhart. Uh, Christian Bale and this Russian hot Russian chick, <laughs> yeah, hot Russian chick. That's her in the credits. So um, it must be hard to squeeze. Who was and, it? What'd you say? Oh, it was Gyllenhaal. Oh, I'm sorry, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I said Katie. Holmes. Oh yeah, it was. Gyllenhaal. Oh good. All right, I take that back. The one part of the movie that disappoints is Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm sorry, she's atrocious in it, and it's a yeah. Uh, yeah she's, not not before, she's not good in it, and it's just like. I don't think uh, Katie Holmes is who I pictured when I think of the love of Bruce Wayne's life. I don't picture Maggie Gyllenhaal and I yeah. just hate how she's just too pretentious of an actress to kind of play that role. Well, I, Oh, I hate everything about it. The way she walks out, she goes, Rico, if you can charge one, you can charge them all. Like she walks out as she finishes the sentence. Ah, I fucking hate her. Yeah. There's not, there's not, there's another awful line where she's talking about, uh, he's talking to her about, uh, Jim Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon, or before he's Commissioner Gordon, and then she says to to uh, uh, um, Harvey Dent, Aaron Eckhart, she goes, "He's a friend, so be nice." Yeah, actually, yeah. like she does it very, uh, she acts like she's like a Hollywood mom in the thing. Like she acts right. like she's like a. It's very, you're right. It's very pretentious. Glad Joker dropped her off the fucking roof. It's <laughs> mm. he didn't drop her off the roof. Oh, he did Maybe. drop her off the roof. Yeah. He goes, but then, he, then he then he blew her up. Can I do both ways? Let her go. Poor choice of words. He goes, poor choice of words. Dude, I great... think my Heath Ledger Joker is spot on. Let me hear it. You must be Harvey Squeeze. Oh, Dude. that was way better. That was way, way better than the, the first time you did it. Poor choice of words. Poor yeah, choice I, of I, words. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that movie never disappoints. We could talk about that movie for 18 hours a day. Uh, I was watching it last week just trying to like fall asleep to something. It might be a crazy thing it's to fall asleep to. It's, it's becoming like a podcast. That's just yeah. Really... yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like so that's how you meditate. <laughs> that's that's at the point where people that look like us and are our generation. It's like yeah, that's what I'll fall asleep. I'll fall my asleep. Mantra. Yeah, yeah. My meditation is uh, lethal weapon two. That's what I I just fall asleep to. <laughs> so something you know by want to see a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, the other thing I like to to mention is what my oh, friend, right what our our friend. I believe you are buddies with Georgie Gords. 
Absolutely. Me and him have very similar musical sensibilities. Uh, anyway, so he uh, is reading this book, and he wrote me a text where he uh, he's reading a book that I immediately bought. It's called Made Men, the Story of Goodfellas. Uh, and I can, I can give it to my friend. I've read Wise Guys. Yeah, I can give it to the my. I can give it to you after I'm done, if you if if you'd like. Um, let me see up. here. So he sends me this this. I'll buy it. Um, I like winning books. Yeah, you should get it. It's called uh, uh, Made Men, uh, and he says I'm reading a book about the making of Goodfellas, and the line was written. Now get the hell home and get your shine box. Okay. And now and then Frank, now, but Frank, Frank Vincent, Vincent says, says it. Now go home and get your shine box, right? And get your fucking shine box. Yeah. Yeah. Now go home and but think about go it. Home the, and get your fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a it they, I guess maybe they didn't know it would be this legendary phrase, but think about how different they sound very similar. But the other one flows so much better. It's so much how people would talk. And the one that he said it was supposed to be originally is way clunkier if you're really now go the hell home and get your sh it's very like the blah 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 blah. Yeah. But with him, he's like, no, now go home and get your fucking shine box. That's how people talk. That's way, way yeah. that yeah. that happens. All I love that. Like I've I talked about it before. The script I purchased the, the book within this conversation. Art's already on this <laughs> <laughs> the greatest this is Amazon. I got the hard I was like, should I get the hard I cover? The hard cover. I just I ordered the hard it. Cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three like buttons that, I click, but it's there. Yep, that's the the beauty of the beauty and the horrificness of that's Amazon, a, I guess. That's an interesting uh, thing. I love shit like that. Don't tell me anymore, because now I want to excited <laughs> for the book to come. But that, hey, I love these Easter eggs like that. I love the Easter eggs and knowing that I, kind of behind the scenes. I'll stuff. tell you right now, that's the only thing I know from the book. That's the only thing. I know. All right, cool. So, did I, you ever I, read Wise Guys, the uh, actual uh, Nicholas Pledgey book that the script is actually based on? No, I never read it. Um, with him and. It, that is fun to read because you, you will picture. see actual um, lines of the script as it's written from the book as where quotes. you hear it in Henry Hill and all of a sudden you're reading the book and he goes, he gave me 10 years like he was giving away candy. And like, that's the end of a chapter. And you go, oh, they just took that right from here. You're like, that's great. And you can hear it in Henry Hill's voice. So oh. I, can, I can actually give that one to you. I have that one as well. Oh, that'd but, be great. Uh, I love all good fellows. I love mafia lore. It's my favorite uh one of my fa our favorite subjects to absolutely I, I i talked about that recently where i'm like i don't even <laughs> i didn't realize how much i loved it until anything that's mafia i yeah, will yeah. watch for as long as you'll play it like i'm I, telling you go back and watch the armand desanti Gotti. it's i'll watch it bad, dude i have the DVD. all right let's do it that's my homework assignment for the week <laughs> I had a whole another big thing planned for us that I wanted to surprise on you. And uh, I, we're running out of time here, but we want to go a little long. I got to drive down to the beach, but um, yeah, let's I go. Will it, will it take? Uh, we can go. We can go. <laughs> well, it's a big conversation. It's, Oof. Can we, we tease we, it and continue it? We can tease it. Let's just feel it out. If you want to go. I, I mean, yeah, I go. Let's I'll, start I'll it. We'll put we'll, we'll, I don't give a shit. All we'll right. put so it out to the DYM nation. Yeah. Right. Yes. And this is a good one for Dimwit Nation uh, input. Um, I saw it on Twitter. I don't remember where. Sometimes these things I think just pop up in my feed because of the algorithm, and it just said which director. Speed. This is what reminded me of it was which director has the most rewatchable filmography. Oof. And wow, that that's gonna have to be a homework assignment. <laughs> I know. I mean, I came up with mine. Uh, I do mean, you want to say it's, yours? It's, it's you actually want... not like that big a conversation that we think it is because 
it's obviously all the ones you think of, you know. Uh, I think. I mean, at least for us. But but but. Uh, yeah, the ones we. It's it's going to be the it's going to be playing the hits. It's going to be people we talk about in the show, obviously. But. Um, well, I'll give you my three, and I'll give you mine, and then we can you can come up with yours next week, or if you want. I already I know one of mine, obviously already. Well, it's obviously yeah. the man we we're just talking about. I Scorsese's canon yeah. is yeah. Uh, obviously one of the most rewatchable. But um, yeah, but you know what's good about this question is you we should break it down to the numbers, and then we can yeah. see who prevails. You pick your top three, you break it down to the numbers, and you see who actually wins out of those three. Well, like, I think I have my winner no matter what out of the whole. Is it thing. Tarantino? It's the Coen brothers. Ah, that's probably what I don't know what that but sound was. I, but I wrote, <laughs> that was the three I wrote down. If you want to hear them, was Scorsese, Spielberg, Tarantino and Coen brothers. That's that's four. Yeah, I was just writing them down as I like. Oh, I was just yeah. jotting down notes for the pod and I came up with those. And I'm, I know I'm missing some. I, I just quickly thought of it and jotted those down. I'll tell you right now, though. But what you could do is I think Coen brothers would definitely be it might win out for me, I think. They're my favorite um, movie makers of all time, and they're just because they're my favorite movies. Like, if I just think of, if I put their movie, I, it's so hard because it's like, well, doing this exercise always means you're kind of to the detriment of somebody else. But like, no, I love, I but Spielberg is so rewatchable. Like the India, I mean, you know, how I many that's the thing. It's like, do you go on quantity? Like, you know, the amount of times in my 40 plus years I've watched the Indiana Jones movies, thousands. I've watched Last Crusade mm. 500 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. That's but, a good, that, so quantity doesn't necessarily, but if you're watching. But you know what? You know what it is, man? You know what we should do is this Spielberg probably wins out for you because of that franchise. Well, that's so. A, Here's the thing. Well, that, I don't think so because that's pure quantity. That's pure numbers of rewatchability. Yeah, numbers of rewatch. That's what it should be, though. Because if you just I go, don't know, because if you, hold on, favorite, hold on. If you just go, I rewatch this guy's movies. Well, okay, yeah, but a lot of people do. But if you get down to it and you're like, I've seen the Indiana Jones like at least fifty. And we're not times even talking each. about Jaws yet, which obviously is exactly. Movie of all time. So there, yeah. So Spielberg is your probably your winner. And for I, me, I don't. Well, here's the thing. For me, just based on Goodfellas, that might win out beyond <laughs> every. You had like a, if you had a chart, Goodfellas would just keep going and going and actual, going. I would. This is where I would love to see life stats. Where you just were, if somehow this is a this is a fun thing. I think that if heaven existed, you could somehow pull up your stats and go, "Hey, Saint Peter, how many times did I actually watch Goodfellas?" And he just clicks a button, he pulls up every single time and date that you watch Goodfellas, and you can just see the whole list. Yeah. I think that would be a really fun thing about heaven. Where I'll you tell you right now, like, how many times did I actually jerk off? And he pulls up just this laundry list of every day yeah. time you go. Well, really, that many. I yeah. have the under, but uh, I'll tell you the only should any human should only get that list after they die. Absolutely. Because if you got it while you were living, you'd blow your brains. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I knew how many hours I played candy crush, I would jump out a window. <laughs> Do you know how long you spent on Sarah's Facebook page? Yeah. Hours? <laughs> you creeper. Absolutely. Do you know how That's many times? So funny. Yeah, your you life watched. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the life list would be. You Jesus. only get it, and you get it to heaven, and you don't get it because if you go to hell, that you don't get to see the stats. Yeah. Only, so you uh, go access. Yeah, but that you Saint get Peter there. Peter just walks you... in. He goes, "Here's the thumb drive. Here's that. Here's everything you need to know. You can have have a field there with Google anything you want." And then you can say, 
all right, well, I wasted X, Y, and Z. I'm going to enjoy heaven like a mofo. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a better, How make myself cool. a better dead person. <laughs> yeah. How many times did I watch Dawn? And it just every, and the date and the time and where you were. And oh it's my just God. Like ordered list. That, that would, would be, be fun stuff. Oh, that would be, it would be like, that's the heaven I want. Interesting, but horrifying as well. Like it would be, it would be like, oh my God, that's hours and hours and hours. Well, it's really only the good stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, but no, but, but, they, but you, you, you learn about you. You better yourself. It's you're learning. You know, you learn. You don't think the ability would be uh, both things? If you, like it just. Well, just... I, I actually often have this conversation with my friend Justin, who uh, is my buddy. He's my bartender down at O'Hanlon's. Actually, he's not there anymore. But we used to talk about like heaven. He grew up Catholic. I asked you go. Well, sometimes they say you know you can just get reunited with all your family. You go, <laughs> not really heaven i don't want to necessarily have to deal with that shit every single day and also then you're like but can i do drugs in heaven can i do like the stuff that you're supposed to go to hell for is my favorite stuff sometimes is that going to be allowed is that that's my idea of heaven if if i can drink and do drugs and i have zero repercussions that seems like the heaven i want to be a part of yeah notorious big talks about it in suicidal thoughts he goes i don't want to go to heaven with the goody goodies Right, S- sleeping all day. No, 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 no. He goes. I want to be in hell. I want. I'm a piece of shit. It ain't hard to fucking tell. What? Is, or I, I should I be in know. hell. What? I, 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 it's a great song. And he says, uh, "No sleeping." Oh no, no. He goes. I don't want to be in heaven with the goody goodies. No sleeping all day. No getting my dick licked. That's what yeah. he wants. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? There's here, no blowjobs in heaven. I want my jerk off list. I want my movie list. I want cocaine and no repercussions. <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. I think. It's he just wants the uh, Andy just wants the plot of Scarface in his heaven. He just wants yeah, a, a pile of me. snow. <laughs> Don't you think heaven is you being able to like recreate and live those things, like live your f- super great ultimate fantasies? Yeah, but and it not might have be, any repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. That I think exist, so who that <laughs> but you have watch, those dudes, watch surviving death. <laughs> Boy, that was a fun one today, man. Uh, we'll have to really break down that topic uh, to a great I extent. will. I'll work on it for next week. I'll see if I can. Like, I'm not going to figure out the numbers of how many hours I watch, but I will know what I watch more than other things. So, sure, sure, sure. I think it should be a numbers question because I don't know because because I, you because otherwise they're just in a basket of most watched directors. Well, so that's why every, I think it, it should be purely numbers because I mean I, I I've seen. Uh, Let's say uh, some piece of shit movie that I've seen twenty five thousand times. I've not necessarily loved that director, you know. Whereas, yeah, I might not have seen Fargo as much as many times as I've seen Goodfellas, but that doesn't and that's that wasn't bad examples. But that's, but, but that's the question. That's the that's the uh, that's me. part. That's the question. You said yeah, most right. wa- most rewatchable because if you, the actual uh, in the act in the act is is the is the answer to the question. You're rewatching the stuff, even if it is stuff that it's like. Hey, I've rewatched um, right. well, Clifford. I mean, or Clifford or Midnight Run more than I rewatched Goodfellas. Yeah. So that takes over, it, like just by default. You know that kind of thing. All right. Well, to be continued. Uh, to, to be, be continued. continued. Don't you miss that in sitcoms too? Yes, I do. Well, that, but I will say this: that joke where it's like you're looking at the, you're like six twenty-eight. We're not going to wrap this up in two minutes. <laughs> I, th- I think it might be Seinfeld. I think it's a Seinfeld it bit. It is a Seinfeld bit. You know what I love is also um, when they used to do this, a voice would come over and say, blankety blank, we'll be back after these messages, yeah. right? Yeah. You know yeah. what does it? Shit's Creek does it. They they uh, did it. They would go, Shit's Creek will be back after these messages. What about, or after, how about 
And how about this one? You go, and now some scenes from next week's episode. Oh, Whoa. I love that. Oh. Which I guess they kind of do in HBO's shows a lot. They'll be like, uh, this season on Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, but I but saying now you now a few scenes from next. Oh my god, that's it's like yeah. I would I, cry. But if now I they, that, I guess they do the previously you know, previously on Lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to sit around my apartment doing that all day. <laughs> Well, this was a fun one, man. Uh, tell the people where we're going to be. Actually, well, no. If you're it's already going to be done. It, uh, we had a great time at Soul Joel's last night. <laughs> Old out, packed. We both just destroyed, murdered. No trains came by. It was a fun, fun show. <laughs> <laughs> so you- I guess technically this is uh, Friday, June 25th. Boy, I should have looked at my calendar. I will be in uh, I'm just I'm in the city for a lot of July, which is nice because I've been on the road for most of May and June. And it's nice to be back home for a couple weeks at a time here. Uh, I'm a comics Mohegan at the end of the month in Connecticut, uh, July 29th through the 31st. Uh, I got Stone Harbor, New Jersey, August 15th. I got Wisecrackers in Pennsylvania in September. I got a lot of good stuff coming up. Check AndyFiori.com for dates as they come in. And I will be at the House of Comedy at the end of July. And I have uh, also have a couple of the dates that I'll get for you guys next week that during July, uh, uh, one-offs and a couple of weekends. So also follow me at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Andy at Andy Fiore. <laughs> follow uh, Buster Palm himself, the Laverne and Shirley uh, uh, King. Uh, follow him. It's at Michael V. Suarez, <laughs> right? Mike V. Suarez or Michael Mike V. Suarez? I always Mike V. Suarez Suarez. for all things L and S. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also listen to both our shows, right? Andy, tell them real quick so we can get you out of here. Yeah, we got shows on Sirius XM satellite radio. If you're not subscribed, I don't know what the hell you're doing by this point. It's a must have. And uh, when you get to those uh, pearly gates, they're going to go, what the hell were you spending all your time with? You're going to be looking at all these shows you could have been missing. And the Shawnee, his show is on Wednesdays, 4 p.m. It's called Celebrate fantastic show you can find it there on raw dog 99 or on demand and then 24 hours later is mine it's called the raw report is on thursdays at 4 p.m also on raw dog channel 99 and sirius xm and also on demand but boy was this a fun one man this is a fun one also uh at the dym podcast follow that as well and the laugh button give them a follow they are awesome they've helped us out tremendously thank you so much for that and we will see you guys next week and thank you again bye 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 guys